The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKella. Good morning. Good morning, Tina, and good morning, everyone. I hope everyone's recovered from our first snowfall of the season. Can you believe it? No, I can't believe it, and we knew it was coming, but because it was so much and so early, I felt like I was one of those who just was in a bit of denial. You know what I mean? Same here. Uh, We all expect it. We know it's coming, but we're never ready, and it really was early this year, so we can't really fault ourselves. Now, I was out there shoveling the white stuff like so many others in York Region and across the GTA. Have you seen more visits to your clinic, those needing to see a chiropractor for muscle strain and injury? Absolutely. It's one of the most, it's one of the busiest times of the year for many reasons and snowfall, it happens to be one of them. Um, People come in after a big fall because they've been shoveling for over an hour for sure, lifting heavy snow, bending, probably not squatting properly. So we do notice an increase in people presenting with low back, pain, lots of shoulder pain, and knee pain for sure. So what's the treatment for these common snow shoveling issues? So first and foremost, if you don't have a pre-existing issue or health concern with your back or your shoulder, we really just focus on relaxing the muscles that are in spasm because that's what's happened. So you've asked your body to use muscles that probably hasn't used for a number of years or in a number of months or that have not been used all like all season. So it's a lot of strain on a joint and on a muscle. So we loosen up the muscles. Uh, we probably put some heat on them, stretch them out. And of course, my all-time favorite, the manipulation. And how many visits will it take until someone starts to feel like themselves again? So generally, this these conditions after a snowfall are no different than another type of injury. So we always say that it takes roughly four visits for a provider, so myself, a physiotherapist, or massage therapist, four visits to really understand what is causing the pain and how long it's going to take us to alleviate it. So fourth visit, you start to be start to notice that the body's responding, you're feeling quite normal. And then I like to kind of project my clients into a maintenance program, which we've talked about in the past. And why do these issues pop up in the first place? So there's a number of reasons, okay? We, we all want to blame on the fact that we're deconditioned and we're not working out as much as we should. And that's in part, you know, a very strong contributing factor. But it's because you are asking the body to do things that it hasn't done, you're doing it in in an environment that is not great for the body, it's cold, the temperature's dropped, our bodies are already in quote unquote hibernation mode where we kind of want to slow down and take it easy to kind of store energy for the winter months. So we're vulnerable. And what if we do nothing? What if we think, you know what, the pain will just go away on its own? What happens then? It's not highly recommended. If you ignore it, it will just get worse. You might have a period where the pain is gone. You think, oh, that's great. I've healed myself. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. That's how things become chronic. When you've ignored it, you haven't treated it, and then all of a sudden it creeps back up and it's like exponential. So I I suggest treating it immediately, getting it worked on, getting the area mobilized, having the muscles loosened up. Basically, a tight muscle is just filled with lactic acid, which causes pain. So if you get it to it right away and you hydrate, then it will be really quickly relieved. Now, we know that this early November snowfall was the first, but it's not going to be the last. What do we need to know the next time we go out there? So let's try to be prepared now. Moving forward, let's try to keep our bodies relatively loose. You know, just 12 basic stretches is all you need. And I recommend them to everybody because it gets your body prepared for any physical activity. A loose muscle is a muscle that can perform. If it's a tight muscle, it's very prone to injury. So doing a few stretches every day, not just necessarily 
necessarily before a snowfall and then kind of increasing it when you know you're going to get out there, you know, moving that white stuff, stretching, heating the body and just making sure that you're getting enough rest. Now, you mentioned that sometimes there's a need for a bit of a body tune-up. What does that involve in your office? So tune-ups are very popular in our office. We like to encourage people to get on what we call the maintenance program, where every four weeks to eight weeks, you're coming in and getting some sort of a service. So, you know, I like to call myself the traffic controller. So if you come to see me, I can tell you what you need, when you need it, and how often to do it. So whether it's a chiropractic adjustment, whether you need to see one of our registered massage therapist or have a physiotherapy session, we like to encourage our patients to do that on a regular basis. Now, doesn't your body then get used to or accustomed to that kind of uh, treatment and manipulation? And is that a good thing? And that's that's exactly the point, right? You okay. want your body to get used to it. So it's constantly operating at optimal levels. Still ahead, acupuncture. How does it work? And who does it help? This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region and this is the Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKilla. And this week our focus is acupuncture. Dr. Claudia, do you provide this service in your clinic? Yes, we do. We provide acupuncture services in our clinics, um, and we absolutely love and adore the health benefits from acupuncture. Let's explain exactly what it is. For sure. Acupuncture is an ancient Chinese tradition where needles, very, very thin needles, are inserted on specific points on a person's body to a specific depth to help certain conditions. However, um, I am not the true expert on acupuncture, and to help me out this week, we brought on Julie Amar, who is not your traditional Chinese acupuncturist, she refers to herself as a qi innovator, and she will explain everything we need to know about qi and Chinese traditional medicine. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, Dr. Claudia. Hi there, Julie. Pleasure to be here. Oh, we're so excited to learn all about you and your brand, Qi Knows Best. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, Well, it's been sort of like my own little baby project that I have been building for many years. And um, one of the things that's always been really remarkable to me is doing uh, my work and my learnings with my patients over almost the last 20 years is when there's an opportunity to work on the translation of Chinese medicine. And finally being able to give that information to patients and colleagues around, it's almost like there's a light bulb moment that goes up over their head and thinking, wait a minute, there's something about this that might actually be good for me in terms of health and wellness and balance. So um, when I was a student um, many moons ago, I made it a point to try to immerse myself in as much learnings about complementary medicine and acupuncture and Chinese medicine was definitely one of those things. And the chi, the chi factor pretty much said it all. Right, Mm -hmm. It's this word that everybody hears is very common in Chinese medicine, but nobody really knows exactly what it is. So I'm so excited to hear about that. Well, it's Qi is an energy, the most basic form of understanding what it is. It's a life force. It's on a continuum of something that's always moving. It's translating. It's conforming to our environment. It's in the universe. It's something that we have been able to tap into in terms of Chinese medicine by using acupuncture to regulate those energetic components. Qi is one of those things. It's it's neither created or destroyed. It's within us. And the, the best part about it is that 
that she has no judgment. Right. It's for everybody. It's free. And with it being an aspect of natural healing, I just thought it's a really great opportunity to be able to learn how to sort of maximize that part of understanding the more balanced your chi is, the more healthy you are, and the more healthier you'll be long term. That'll be leading into things like preventative medicine and maintenance and long term health. Right. So, in terms of like the yin and the yang, how does yin and yang fit into creating the ultimate energy or chi in your body? Well, the most simplest way of looking at yin and yang is we'll look at it from like a male-female counterpoint. So yang, which is the fire, and yin is the water, yang is the male yin is a female. Um, the two of those are sort of intrinsic. They rely on each other. And one can exist without it. So if the yang is going too high, the fire is going too high, it'll sort of create a bridge of balancing and lowering the yin in the system. It, or the opposite, the opposing thing will occur. Over a period of time, when a person is dealing with significant ailments or imbalances, eventually both those areas can begin to collapse and decline. Um, yin and yang are basically used in the terms to describe the manifestations of so if yin is the form, then yang is the function. If yin is material, then the yang is immaterial. So yin and yang is basically the ebbs and flows of qi. Oh, okay. Oh, That's wow. coming. Uh, it's ma- you're making it very clear to me now that <laughs> the energy of your yin and your yang mm-hmm. have to be always in uh, harmony yes. in order for qi to properly flow. It's all about the harmony. Okay. If there's disharmony, then there is imbalance and um, illness and pain and suffering tends to occur. So how do you reestablish the balance? <laughs> well, it's, you know, there's a there's a form of a formulative way of going through it. Um, we don't disregard the emotions and the physical in Chinese medicine. In fact, they have a very strong relationship. They're combined with understanding what's going on with a patient. Um, whenever the body is telling us a story, so usually there's a manifestation of pain or discomfort or a very specific illness, we want to make sure that we're understanding the root, the real reason why that imbalance is happening in the first place. And from an energetic perspective in Chinese medicine is sort of going through those components of asking the right questions and being able to put together the specific patterns and the concepts of yin and yang and qi and energy um, to better understand and derive why that imbalance is happening in the first place. So whenever we do an acupuncture treatment, it's basically bringing the body back into balance. It's a tune-up. Right. It's a way of being able to restore the system. So a majority of the time when I do get to work with patients that are sometimes coming in for acute conditions, so these are conditions that are usually something that will make it feel like a bit of a crisis. Okay. It can be um, you know, a uh, an injury as a result of playing a certain sport. It can be a migraine that just won't quit. Um, as I'll sit down and go through a consultation with them and the assessment, I'll be doing things like checking their pulse and looking at their tongue and asking questions about their overall lifestyle and their routine because all of those components will weigh into whether or not their body is moving towards balance or why it's moving away from balance. Right. So ultimately, that's the whole that's the whole premise. So mm-hmm. through my research, I also discovered that there are 350 acupuncture points. There's a lot. So <laughs> in trying to decide putting a treatment plan together for a patient, what is the premise? I know you can't I know every condition is different. I realize that different points are going to do different things. But like, let's talk about how those 350 points are divided into meridians. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, actually, um, 
through 350 points have been established by um, the National Institute of Health and the World Health Organization. Right. But in Chinese medicine, we're actually well aware of thousands of acupuncture points that exist all over wow. the body. Um, and each and every one of them has specific functions and indications. So a group of those points, which will be very specific, like a prescription for a person, for a patient, then that would be devised based on what their body's needs at that particular time. There's over 15 to 20 different functions and indications of every single acupuncture point. And we certainly can't use them all at once. But the grouping of that is what's going to be really helpful and synonymous for what your body's needs are. When we're looking at the channels, the meridians, that's what carries the chi in the blood. Right. So chi basically is the force that takes on the form of blood to move through the system. And the blood relies on the energy of the chi to propel it, to be able to sort of push it through. So when we're looking at the dynamics of deciding what acupuncture point to use on a patient, as long as it falls along the particular area of those meridians, those pathways, it's always about unblocking those pathways and, lear and learning where those pathways are becoming imbalanced, blocked, deficient, depleted. And oftentimes when we're sitting with this and we're going through this multitude of information, it's kind of like peeling an onion. Mm -hmm. We're sort of getting down the layers. And as we peel each layer, we find something else that's there that can also be um, something that needs to be worked on or attributed to the reason why they have that imbalance in the first place. So it's always about getting to the root and getting to the core. And you you said a couple of key words that really stick to me because this is what I'm doing on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So a person feels depleted, deficient. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's really how people present to a clinic like mm -hmm. yours and my own, uh, where we do patients do come in feeling those that way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times what we're dealing with in Western medicine can definitely be treated using traditional Chinese medicine medicine mm -hmm. to get rid of the deficiency yeah. and to remove the depletion and kind of restore the body mm -hmm. so that you're feeling less of those symptoms. Right. right. And how do you know that I'm going to I'm going to take the lead here and yeah. answer that question. So, I don't think that there's any particular way that anybody should go. I feel that healing involves utilizing every possible mm -hmm. health profession that there is because it, it's not a recipe. Um, you have to create your own recipe. I call it a cocktail. So in my own office, I try to have fun with my patients and we call our treatment plans cocktails. So I always tell people that that's what we're going to do. We're going to put together the perfect cocktail for you so that at the end of this whole healing process, the end goal and the end result is you feeling phenomenal. But that doesn't mean then that acupuncture or any other treatment is for everyone, right? I think everyone should use it, and it is for everyone. And Julie could probably answer that as yeah. well and agree. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, where do I start? I mean, acupuncture is, I find sometimes the missing link or the missing piece of that puzzle. Good point. When we're looking together at like multidisciplinary work when it comes to bridging certain uh, practices together. And I find it's important for patients to be, to be told that they should have accessibility to all forms of medicine. And you can take the best of the strengths of all of those things and put them together. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, I might sound a little biased, but I always find that when we sort of include acupuncture in a yep. treatment plan, it kind of sort of takes them to the next level. Um, and, I agree with that. Yeah. I, we actually, in my own practice, like even for pain relief, um, I find that like sometimes, you know, there's just that last 20% that the person or patient is not feeling, you know, there's still 20% there. I'm like, you know what, now it's time for us to actually you know, um, schedule you in for some acupuncture mm -hmm. because that would be the missing link, right? That's the thing that's going to bring the balance, bring the yin, the yang and get that chi flowing. Mm -hmm. And should you see a result from acupuncture right away? 
Um, well, again, it depends on the patient. It depends on the condition. Um, the most common thing that I will say for every patient, even on a first treatment, is that primary effect of relaxation and calm that washes over the system. Um, as soon as we put in the first set of acupuncture points, it helps to emit a relaxation component by allowing your parasympathetic system, which is your rest and digest function, to engage and release endorphins and enkephalins, which are your natural pain mediators. We're helping to take the body out of that overstimulatory component. So we know mm -hmm. sympathetic system is all about fight or flight. You've got the adrenaline. You've got all this yang energy surging through your system. I mean, how much time do people actually really take to slow down and stop <laughs> what they're doing in the middle of the day? Not so enough. Not yep. enough. Never. But when you get an acupuncture treatment, there's no excuse. You're taking what's known as an acu-nap. And my patients will always tell me that they feel so much more refreshed when they get up afterwards, even though it's not a requirement to take a nap. The requirement I give them is to practice some stillness because mm -hmm. that's mm. sort of helping to influence more of the yin and that natural healing component to build up in the body. And that's helping to recondition the body to better handle stress. So if acupuncture is something that you expect to be like a one and done kind of thing, yes. um, you know, I don't want you to get your hopes up, but there are components that you will definitely benefit. So if you're coming in again for something very specific, let's say you've got a headache, you will definitely have a relief with the intensity and the frequency um, and the characteristic of it. Um, but it might be a few treatments before you really begin to sort of feel the benefit of that now being um, a regression and also being able to notice other improvements in other areas of your life. So that would be things like your sleep is improved, you're waking up feeling more refreshed, you're, you become more aware, your senses are enhanced, you're more in touch with your emotions. That's a really great sign that acupuncture is helping, um, that your emotions are allowing you to be more connected and more intuitive as opposed to sort of pushing them down. Um, you're generally less stressed out. You find yourself in situations where you're used to, you know, everyone being very chaotic and manic around you, and you actually find yourself feeling centered and grounded in the midst of it. So, so those are the benefits that sort of, you know, go beyond than what a person would be looking for to just take care of one thing. It's a mind-body approach. It's a whole-body approach. We want to address everything and anything under the sun. And it's interesting because, you know, the new, um, take two, um, hang on, hold on. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, go. Cool. I'll talk to you later. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank Bye you. Bye. It was great thank you. meeting you. Yeah, good. <laughs> thank See you. you later. <laughs> um, I was okay. going to talk because I want to. I want to kind of flow into fertility, so okay. I know how I'm going to approach this. Okay, okay. Sure. So, you want to talk about conditions? Yeah. Let's focus next on the conditions. Yeah. So, okay. So. Saying all that and talking about the flow of energy and how acupuncture, will you will notice the benefits, the relaxation benefits. Let's talk about certain conditions that um, acupuncture is really known to help. Uh, and the big one is fertility. Yes. So fertility is huge because I can't imagine that after one session, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, uh, the client or the couple who are seeking acupuncture for fertility are going to end up, you know, being pregnant or becoming pregnant. It is a process. So let's talk a little bit about what right. that requirement is. Yeah. You know, fertility is a really big subject. Um, and because women's wellness and women's health is such an important part of my work, um, I've always found that one of the reasons why um, hormonal imbalances and issues with fertility exist is because women often aren't given a platform uh, to be able to discuss certain symptoms. Oftentimes they're dismissed. Um, and uh, there are also times when they'll be seeing certain doctors and they won't necessarily give them the information 
information they need about what to do as like a preconception plan, you know, being able to sort of build the body up to get prepared for it. I've worked with a multitude of female patients, either looking to get pregnant at a certain time in their life or, you know, second time, third time pregnancies or just getting off the birth control pill. I mean, all of these things need to be addressed before we're actually working on the the conception, the part of conception. We know that it takes 90 to 100 days for a fresh egg to be properly developed in the woman's uh, reproductive organs. And we're sort of looking at that three-month lead into it. So when I have a fertility patient coming in, I'm looking at, okay, well, what's going on with your menstrual cycle? Let's make sure that that's working for you Mm -hmm. because maybe we need to do some adjustment there. Are you having issues with PMS? Well, maybe we need to address the, the, the pain and the nausea you could be having when you're having a menstrual cycle. Perhaps you're coming off of the birth control pill. We need to work on cleansing and detoxifying your system. So then when we lead into that, it's sort of like we're creating what's known as the golden palace in the uterus. Okay. Um, because we want all women to feel happy and connected to the uterus which happens to be known as the second heart. Um, And um, at the same time, it's taking advantage of relieving other types of issues they might be dealing with. So chronic stress, anxiety, maybe they have poor sleep habits, they're having issues with digestion, food sensitivities. So the goal is, is that once you do get pregnant, you actually want to have a really enjoyable pregnancy. You want the pregnancy to be uneventful. And the same thing with getting you prepared for the labor and delivery and then going through postpartum. So it's not just like a one a one and done kind of thing. Right. It's, it's a... Acupuncture can continue throughout the pregnancy? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. So uh, again, a lot of times women will assume that once you do get pregnant, you're not supposed to do acupuncture anymore. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the best part. <laughs> yes. So whatever types of, um, of, of issues a pregnant woman will be dealing with. So for First trimester, you know, maybe the potential fear of miscarriage or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, morning sickness and nausea. Like acupuncture helps to address that. That was me. Yeah. So with my first child, mm-hmm. I had the most horrible, um, it wasn't even morning sickness. Mm-hmm. It was 24 hour sickness. Oh. It was like mm-hmm. 2.30 in the morning. That's rebellious chi. Not- yes. <laughs> And so, oh, it was like, yeah, rebellious (laughs) chi. I love it. And and you still have got a rebellious nature. Um, And the acupuncture really helped to get rid of that like intensity in the middle of the night, help me sleep. Because then the Mm -hmm. issue was I wasn't sleeping because I was nauseous all night and I couldn't function the next day and I just felt even worse. Mm -hmm. So when I started my acupuncture, I was sleeping. There was still nausea, but I was functioning better because my, I was, I was feeling more balanced. Mm -hmm. Right. And the goal is to really sort of know that you can go into the pregnancy and enjoy every phase of it. Right. Um, Sometimes women are, are, somewhat fearful and and concerned because they've heard stories from other women about what they went through with the start of their pregnancies. And, you know, it's great that the acupuncture can help to sort of set their mind at ease and create sort of a relaxed effect. If we move into second trimester issues, there's a lot of um, quick pace growth that's happening. So there's widening of the hips, of the pelvics. Um, we know that round ligament is stretching and creating a lot of discomfort and pain. Again, acupuncture can be used to help to address that. So it's more of a gentle effect with the, with the growing and the stretching. Um, you know, heartburn tends to, you know, kick up around that time. You know, <laughs> yep. baby likes to rest on certain areas. Um, and then working into third trimester, again, it's the preparation for the delivery. So helping to improve circulation to the uterus, chi and 
blood, helping to soften the cervix, helping to um, uh, strengthen the pelvic floor, like all of those things is what leads into a prepared state for the delivery and labor. And the thing is, throughout the entire pregnancy, when we're using these techniques, I find that the women are far more relaxed. And the baby is also really chill and relaxed too. And I get to witness these babies that are coming into the world and they're all so laid back. I'm like, these are acupuncture babies. (laughs) (laughs) These are perfectly flowing chi babies, right? (laughs) I'm not biased, but I'm just saying all of these acupuncture babies are fantastic. Now, what about post-delivery? So post-delivery. So, um, you know, Claudia, as you know, (laughs) you you have two beautiful, healthy kids. Um, What we find is that women, when they deliver, they're sort of under this microscope of being expected to jump back into the workforce. They're expected, once they're discharged from the hospital, they should go back to resuming all of their other activities when really after delivery, that's your fourth trimester. There should be sort of like a three-month holding of where the focus is just on rest and restoration and bonding with your baby and recovering from this major life event. Because when you give birth, your hormones are at their absolute highest and then all of a sudden, they're gone. Right. You go from 100 to zero. And there's there's no indication about why a woman should be given the time to let that build back <laughs> up. Um, so I always say, you know, the first 30 days, lock it down. The partner uh, in the home, I tell them not to let anyone in and out of that house unless they're bringing food, unless they're contributing <laughs> to help out. Because the mom needs to be resting and rebuilding her yin, rebuilding her blood. We try to be able to get an acupuncture treatment within 24 hours of delivery to really help with that process. Wow. With the turnover, yeah. Um, Because there's a lot of trauma that occurs when a woman gives birth. Again, Mm -hmm. you know, even though the discharge will happen from the hospital typically within 24 hours, which is great, Mm -hmm. I would prefer for them to stay for five days. Like, they should really have, like, a good concentrated five to seven days of bed rest before that's even considered for them to start getting up and moving around. Yeah, those days Um, are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Those days are gone. So I, you know, I make it a point to... As I devise a plan with my patients, when they do have their delivery, often I'll get a message from them within a week or two that they're feeling so good, they're actually ready to step out of the house and come in for an acupuncture treatment. Right. But I insist I'll see them there. I'll go to their home or I'll see them bedside if need be. But there's no need to rush it. Just, you know, have the permission to take your time. And with that being said, I, yes, I recommend acupuncture for everyone. If we're talking about women's health issues, I think acupuncture should be utilized from very early on in your life until post-menopause so that you can feel vibrant and full of properly flowing chi forever. And the needles don't hurt. <laughs> the, no. no okay. not at all. Don't get yes. me started yeah. on needles. <laughs> that's, that's for another show, that's Tina. another show. <laughs> um, Julie, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a real pleasure. I feel like I'm so well-versed now in chi and what it is. And if our listeners want to reach you and want to contact you directly, how can they do that? Well, there's a few um, a few ways because uh, I'm new to social media. I'm new to the internet, so please forgive me. Um, uh, my website, www.cheknowsbest.com. I have all of the information there about my Instagram and Facebook tags and handles. The same thing for Chee Knows Best, um, as well as um, any types of uh, questions you might want to leave or feedback on certain subjects and topics you'd like me to cover. Um, my ears are open. I love to be able to just explain and 
I can talk about Chinese medicine because I happen to be a bit of a nerd in the subject. <laughs> um, and uh, most importantly, I can't thank Dr. Claudia enough for finding me and discovering me and letting me be a part of this platform, this process. And Dr. Claudia, if you want to have any more babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't think that's in the cards, but maybe We're I'll bring my kids in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll bring my kids in for some acupuncture. Anytime. There you go. And how do you spell chi knows best? Okay, so chi, yes, chi is Q-I and then knows best, K-N-O-W-S-B-E-S-T. So um, chi often would be misunderstood as being spelled a C-H-I, which is like the English term, but Q-I is the traditional term. Terrific. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, ladies. And Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to connect with you directly. So I can be reached on my Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or at my website, www.thecenterforhealth.ca. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of the wellness prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.